0: value this time in your life kids because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices and it goes by so fast when you're a teenager you think you can do anything and you do your 20s are a blur 30s you raise your family make a little money you think to yourself what happened to my 20s 40s you grow a little pot belly you grow another chin the music starts to get too loud one of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother Right podcast here we go. So, this episode we're gonna be talking about the conflicts we feel, the things that are going on in our brains, and I'm calling it the hearts and minds. So, to clarify what that means, you know, when people say you gotta listen to your heart, you gotta listen to your heart, you gotta follow your heart, and other people say you gotta think things through, you gotta really go through the process. So today I'm gonna to talk a little bit about the differences. But first I want to clarify, there's also other feelings that we get, you know, your gut feeling. Um, I really think our gut feelings are things that are ways of excuses to side with one or the other, whether it be our mind or our heart. And um, when you can't figure it out, that's like the tiebreaker. It's like, well, my gut says the right decision. That's my gut decision. I don't necessarily think that the gut decision is the best decision. I know there's some some research done on this, it's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell, Blink, talks about all these different gut reaction feelings, but for what we're talking about today, we're going to take the gut out of the equation and say that um, we're just talking about things that are felt through. Um, I always feel that when we're we're all equal and all things are given the same, your gut is probably your best way to go, unless you have a history of making bad gut decisions, and we all need to take time to look back and reflect on that. Maybe your gut isn't good. Some people it is. Some people it isn't. Me personally, I think I'm 50-50 on that one. Sometimes my gut, going with my gut has been good. Sometimes it hasn't. And then uh, the other thing that gets in the way for, for men is uh, your cock. You know, getting that in your brain. like You don't want to never follow your cock. Nothing good comes of that. Ever. Ever. Nothing. But it has the ability to override both your heart and your mind. And for that... We have to be cautious, gentlemen. We have to. Women, it's a little bit different. You guys got your whole thing going on, but yours is hormonal. So you actually have the legit excuse sometimes for making strange and irrational decisions and behaviors. It's not condemning. Hey, man, it's not. It's just reality. Um, men, we don't have that luxury or burden or however you want to call it. Men, if we follow our cocks, we're, we're in deep shit because you, you're going to fuck something up. So enough of that. The, all the dirtiness to it. What really kind of prompted me to do this is, um, is the Olympic Games. So the first thing we're going to talk about going into this is uh, something you feel in your heart, but in your mind you know, what the hell? So I like saying the Olympics, and here's why I like the Olympics. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on the Olympics. I'm not. Okay? Because I, I'm i watching it. Like, I, I can't talk as... as, as much about this as I should be if I didn't care I do you know I, I remember watching Beijing when Michael Phelps he took those record record gold medals and all this other stuff and you know this year I was watching it and I saw him get his his, his most recent medals and, and all this great stuff and winning the 200 breaststroke and everything like, oh man that was great there's a moment you know you see those athletes you see them get that gold and get up there and, and you know you, you gotta feel it you gotta feel it you get a little misty eyed you can't you can't help it because it's in your heart, you know? It's like the patriotism thing. It's like it's in your heart, man. It's in your blood. You can't help it. You Growing up, you know, for me, it's 38 years in the world where every four years, these, every two years really, these Olympics roll around and it's just like bam, 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 bam. Wow. Awesome. So it sort of invokes this, this, uh, this, this maybe it's nostalgic. Maybe it's just uh, some weird tribalist thing going on in our brains that we just can't avoid. But, yeah, I mean, that's what's, like, yeah, I feel for these guys. I I do. I also think it's a complete and utter waste of money and time. You know, and and I think it's more highlighted now because we're in Rio de Janeiro. It was a little bit different when we were in Beijing or London. You know, those are countries of prosperity. Those are countries that, for lack of any better way of saying it, has got their shit together. Um, But Rio, Brazil, oh, my God. Dear sweet Jesus, people. Um, What a shithole of a city. Like, seriously, um, not not to, you know, disparage one of the, I think the biggest city in South America, might be, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, I, I even though I'm on a computer right now, I'm doing absolutely zero research to see if that's true or not, but um, to see them sink all that money into the Olympic Games, and I know they're also going to be doing that, uh, that soccer thing thingamajay, the World Cup soon, um, is it, just, it's so irresponsible. When the, the, is home to some of the worst urban violence in the world, A, an, an unbelievable staggering amount of homeless people, sick people, impoverished citizens. And, you know, we're just going there and that's it. And, and we as Americans, we're such dicks. I'm sorry. Like, like, it's not that I hate America. I don't hate America. I, I hate our behavior sometimes. The goddamn basketball team, Okay. They're staying in a boat. They're in a yacht. Or a, I think it's, a, it's not even a yacht. It's just it's basically a cruise ship. that's just hanging out in the, in the docks because they don't want to go anywhere near the Olympic Village. And, and the shitty facilities that are built there, which we've been hearing about pretty much for all the games except for, I think, the London games. There's been talk about, all oh, these things never get put together right and blah, blah, blah. So I, I think this might be a, a real serious misallocation of resources for the human culture right now in a, in a monstrous monstrous way um, you know there's a great picture that I saw it's been circulating around on the various media groups a bunch of kids just off in the distance looking at the Olympic Stadium during the game seeing the fireworks from like you know 50 miles out on top of some rundown, rumbly place that I'm sure was the site of a drug feud of some sort whether it be gang on gang or Rio police on gang whatnot and um, you know i just really that's one of the ones that's hard for me this one this was a hard one for me to swallow i was okay with all the other ones i I think it's embarrassing how much the americans dominate things Um, that's why i think this whole controversy with the russians not allowing them to compete do let those fucking guys compete we'll still beat their asses with steroids even though we probably have our own steroids that we know how to pass through and (laughs) i get busted on Not saying those people are on steroids. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it would not surprise me if they were on steroids. It just wouldn't, because we talk about all these these pro athletes that take steroids. You know, like Lance Armstrong, whatever. And and on on an intellectual scale, you know that this is like this is wrong. But man, I remember when Mark mcguire and Sammy Sosa were in that that home run race. When they were going back and forth. Remember that? That was so cool. All right. Maybe some of you remember that. That was fucking cool. It was awesome. It was amazing. People got interested in baseball again. In our hearts, it appealed to us and made us want to watch it. In our minds, you knew something was up. And now, of course, we know. Yeah. They're juicing, you know, or at the end of juicing. They did it before the season started. And then when the season started, then they stopped. It's like, well, you're still, that doesn't really count, really. Intellectually I, I personally feel like the hell with it. Just blow the doors off. Let these guys just shoot whatever they want to do in their arms. I don't really care. You know, the way I see it is the future we're gonna we're gonna face one of two types of wars. It's either can be done with technology or biology. One of the two. You know, I'm opting for zombie apocalypse. That's just my personal opinion. I don't think it's gonna go that way. Just saying. So getting back to the Olympics. Um, yeah I mean it's great I, I. you know you see Michael Phelps like wow it's amazing but when you look at it he's just swimming from one end of the pool to the other one and back and he's doing it a couple times he's just doing it really fucking fast and outside of that what's going on there and, and, and again I love Michael Phelps for so many reasons cool guy seems very personable you know he's obviously known knows how to drive himself to new heights of human um execution. he's done all the work and really um shows dedication to his craft, even though the craft is not drowning. So if we put that aside and say I mean I mean and again, it's the beginning of the Olympics, this first couple of days, just kinda of give away our time here. But uh you know, the first couple of days is, is like you watch it and it's like, okay, well you know like gymnastics I'm a little more into because that's a little my okay that's that's actually a little more useful than swimming or uh, golf. You know, like golf in the Olympics. How the hell is that? I don't even think that's, what, I don't even consider that a professional sport. Most highest paid people, highest paid athletes in the world are golfers. It's all about endorsements. You can look it up. So, you know, basketball, it's a game. You beat another team. All right, cool. I like that. I like, if it's one team against another one, that's okay. You know, this, this my individual performance versus your individual performance that's why I think we get a little bit dicey. Just saying. If we're talking the Olympics here. You know, we're not up to the, to the track events yet. Um, those are my... I, I hate those the most. Those, those really are. Um, I can throw something. But I can throw really fucking far. Oh, okay, cool. Well, um, we have guns now. So um, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, we uh, forget about guns, man. We have drums now. We don't even need guns anymore. Like, we don't even need guys that can throw shit or aim and shoot like so we just we just need people that can fly shit and stuff and damn that's been going on for 15 years too soon too soon anyway so yeah that's that's where we are in the olympics the run around the circle events are coming up um can't wait to see that no not really i'm not going to watch it i don't watch those running events because uh i think those are ridiculous you know if we put some obstacles up that'd be cool so that's why i like ninja warrior you know like ninja warrior is cool even though it's just as impractical as the olympic games Except those guys, because you know they'll survive the zombie apocalypse because they'll be able to climb up buildings, and like do all kinds of other crazy shit. Like I, I think that's so cool. Um, the lack of any contact sports really in the Olympics is, is is scary. MMA should just be in the Olympics. They should just MMA. Stupid that we have boxing and judo and karate and all these other ones. It's like that's not how people fight anymore. People fight using boxing and judo and karate and jiu-jitsu and all these other different things and wrestling you know it's like that's all it's one sport now you know it's like if we had for the all-star game we just had a pitching exhibition and i get it that they had the home run derby i get it but you know like imagine if we had okay home run derby cool fine then who can throw the fastest pitch then who can run the first base fastest and then you know let's let's throw like rapid fire baseballs all around that it doesn't make any sense you know it doesn't make any sense so i think we're trying to get at is, it appeals to my heart but doesn't appeal to my mind okay uh, i think another thing in my life that does this is video games they they definitely appeal to some monkey part of my heart when intellectually i know i know it's just a bunch of lights and flashing pixels on a on a computer screen i know that an intellectual level, but my heart feels different. Um, when I stopped playing World of Warcraft, there was a there was a period of mourning in there. Luckily, my mind was able to override that for those moments and say, "Shut up, stop it! You're putting way too much time into that game, and the real world is much better." Well, kind of much better, you know. I don't get to ride around dragons in the real world. I was able to do that in World of Warcraft. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool, but. You know, you don't feel the wind in your hair and whatnot. So, I get it. I get it. It's time sink. It's hard though, man. It's the escapism of the whole thing. It's the, uh, you know, I walk around my life in this my, my meat suit. And then um, I can shed it for a little while and go into a video game and fly around and jump into dungeons and fight all kinds of monsters and stuff. That's cool. That's cool stuff. But, in the end, we always let that get a little bit away from us. Again, the heart taking over where the mind should stop television is another one. Oh god television is one of the worst ones the most insidious of all i think because there's so many things on tv that are good for you but there's so many things on tv that are bad for you you know for me uh the the binging is really one of the things we have to be aware of intellectually i've decided i i'm no longer binging more than like two or three episodes of anything at once with the exception of I might do season four of American Horror Story, I just might just pound it out in like a day if I have, if I have that ability. And I think I might know when I can do that. So I that might be one thing, but that's more of an experiment, and that's for me for doing this for, for you guys, the, the podcast audience. That's how I rationalize. That's how I tell my mind that you know the heart might be right, and and just what I consume. The reality shows, like you know, intellectually, these are first of all they're not real. Okay, the first few were. I, I was around for the beginning of it. I was around for real world, real world one, okay, not, you know, whatever they're doing now and uh, all those other ones and Survivor, the first one, you know, before they start scripting everything because, man, everything is scripted now. Um, I don't watch really much of those. I I do watch the cooking ones, but that's more because of, like, cooking and to get ideas and to see people do stuff and see techniques, which I could do in the food channel, but I don't know, the competition aspect is kind of cool. So I always do those food ones. And and of course, obviously, Gordon Ramsay losing his shit over some scallops that were done wrong. That's funny. That's entertainment right there, people. That's entertainment. That's not reality. That that's well it is reality. That's that dude. He's that pissed off that the risotto sucks. You know. Why else would he punch a salmon filet? There's no other reason to. His heart's in it. So the other thing I that I struggle with between my heart and my mind is uh my dog. I love my dog. I love her so much. Little lady girl. But um, intellectually, I know that our situation might not be the best thing for her. She's a happy dog. She's spoiled. We also treat her like a child, which is like totally not healthy, but that's not a thing I don't give a shit. That's that's the the heart, saying the mind, y'all got to shut the fuck up. Um, and my mind is just like, well, I guess I win more than I lose, so I'll just take a hit on this. So that's that's one of the ones that's hard, you know, because I'm out a lot. Wife's out a lot. You know, we got to wake up at obscene hours in the morning, like 5, 5.30, just to take her for a walk. It's just uh, it's just kind of tough. It's kind of tough. I, I pawn her off my parents a lot, and that's kind of rough on them sometimes. I know they love the dog, but still, that's not fair to them. It's not fair to the dog. But um, God, I love her. And she loves the two of us. So that's one of the ones the heart just wins over the mind and there's nothing that can be done about it. And I think my other one is, is talking shit about people being a hater. That's the heart, not the mind <laughs> intellectually. I sh- I know I should not say things. Let's say the Cowboys. Like I hate the Cowboys. I, I just, I hate them. And I know some of you out there, might love cow. You might be a diehard Cowboy fan. I'm really sorry for you because they're fucking awful. Um, and they always will be, and that's cool. Um, maybe the day will come where something happens to the other teams in the league, and they might end up being the only one. Like, like a, like an incident where like a, a crazy guy with a mask takes over a city and you know wipes out the the, the two best teams in the NFL, and then a whole bunch of other teams are just too scared to go out there. But the Cowboys will be out there. Them and the Eagles will be out there playing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to happen there. Actually, is I want Bane to show up during that game. But, um, you know, hating, it's bad. It's sending out bad vibes to the universe. I, I, I want to not do that because on an intellectual scale, I mean, I follow the tenets of Buddhism as close as I can and, and and perpetuating the hate is perpetuating suffering. And and if you send out those vibes, they come back to you. And, and, and I do everything I can to try not to, but it's hard. You know, I'm from Jersey. Like, you learn how to shit talk before you learn how to compliment people. You know, I couldn't, couldn't help it. So that's a deprogramming thing I'm trying to do. It's funny cause people th- uh, misconstrue shit talking as to be, Oh, that person's really angry. It's like, no, no, we're not angry. We just talk shit about people. That's different. Um, you know, it's gotten me in trouble in a couple of cases with, uh, people that I work with sometimes, but, uh, ultimately in the end, it's just, I can't not do it sometimes. That's why I try to try to hate on as much as I can on Facebook and just leave it there. Cause you know, it's Facebook and, yeah, it's Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're looking for someone putting up shit talking about Cowboys, there'll be plenty of that happening this NFL season. It'll all be deserved. They have to actually win the Super Bowl for me to shut up, and even then I'll probably not shut up. Um, Spurs. Love hating on the Spurs. And uh, it'll be a lot easier now because they just lost. You yeah, know, it's like, that's it. All right, Tim Duggan's gone. So it's going to be hard to hate on them that much. Um you know, baseball is just too damn boring for me to pay attention to, and um, I don't think hockey's a sport, so that's not true. I'm sure there's a couple of you out there. I, well, you know what? I've been mean, looking at who's been following on SoundCloud. Maybe there's not anybody out there who's a hockey fan. Um, judging from the ratings, there's not a lot of hockey fans anyway. So I'm just playing the statistics here. But um, you know, and uh, you know, politics is politics is another one, man. Politics is the is the home of shit talking. Especially this election cycle. Holy shit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, anyway. So that's a little bit of the heart wins over the mind sometimes. But sometimes the mind, actually more often than not, the mind wins over the heart. Okay? So kind of keeping along with our vein of we're just talking about like sports in general is something that intellectually I know I need to pay attention to because I need to socialize with other people. In my heart i I am nowhere remotely close to an athlete like nowhere remotely close to an athlete i've tried um but yeah the result is is, has never been pretty or you know sportsmanlike so that's one of the things that i've been really focusing on trying to learn about and trying to get into so that i can you know be a guy with other guys yeah, uh, you know we can't always talk shop and um, can't always talk about Magic the Gathering. So uh, I got to find something I can relate with s- some people, and I resort to sports. You know, and, uh, like I said, football, basketball, you know, midseason, baseball when you hit playoffs are are watchable. Um, again, hockey. I, ju- I just I don't get hockey. Uh, I don't think there are any other sports really that you you look into. So. That's one of those things that intellectually I know in order for me to be a guy and to be around other guys, I have to kind of know a little bit about sports. Uh, Exercise. That's the one. I know it's good for me, but I have no heart for it at all. Um, Especially because I have physical limitations at this point, so it's really hard for me to really push forward. Um, I'm trying to get my cardio up higher so I can do more, but that requires like cardio work and um yeah that sucks that sucks i mean i'm no no like you know worst when it comes to you know get taking the taking the sweat i'm good with the sweat I'm fine i kind of like a healthy sweat but uh really it's just uh, you know the next day my legs hurt and i keep i try to i tell myself all the platitudes to keep you going the whole time you know like that's just weakness leaving your body you know all those different things, so you're you're gonna feel better the next day. It's like I actually, I sometimes don't feel better the next day. You'll, you'll be you'll be happy with yourself for doing it. It's like no, no, not really. I try to. I convince myself that it's a good thing, but I can't get more than a few days in a row before just something happens where I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna do it tonight. You just kind of bitch out on it. Intellectually, I know I shouldn't be, but but I do. You know. I think another one is just adulting, you know, as we call it now. Not adultery. That's that's no adulting, housework, bills. You know, having to sit there and well, let's look look at our budget. and Let's let's draw. First of all, let's make a budget. That alone is like, yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, the heart. My heart's not in that one. You know, who who is? You know, who is? But that's one of those things. that's like, yeah, doing your adult obligations is is uh is really hard. You know, your heart's not in, but that's, to me, that's what it is being an adult, is like, hey, you just got to do shit that your heart is not in. Nobody, nobody just does what they want when they want all the time. I don't care who you are. Everybody's got to suck it up at some point, and they have to let the brain take over and tell the heart to shut the fuck up, which is kind of what happened with me with teaching. Intellectually, that's what I should do. I've got so much training. I have so much experience in it. I'm pretty good at it, I think. And, um, you know, I have all this education behind it, and I have all these things going for it. It's, it's a it's a steady paycheck. It's a shitty paycheck, but it's a steady paycheck. You know, it gives you health benefits. There's some benefits. That's something that's nice there. Um, you know you're employed for 10 months. That's That's good. You know, you don't have that with every job. But my heart was not in it especially at the end. And I, I tried. I pushed. And I, and I got, I, you know, I'd get a second win, a third win, fourth win, fifth win. You know, but by about the 35th win, you're like, ah, I've had a rally too many times in one year. And that's something that happened to me about last year. I had a rally so many times, so many times, that it just my heart wasn't in it anymore. It really wasn't. Um, you know, all the reasons that people believe teaching, is all that. Plus a couple more, and my heart just wasn't in it anymore. You know, I just been, I just took too much, too long, and uh, you know, the the way that you're you're kind of trained as a teacher to approach that as well. That's your fault, you know, because everything is the teacher's fault once you know that. If you're not in teaching, or thinking of going into teaching, or even worse, you have a kid, and this is the game that you're playing right now. It's not the teacher's fault all the time in fact if you're a parent you got to own that you got to own that cuz sometimes that's your fault that's your if your kids crazy it's not cuz the teacher it's probably cuz of you it's probably cuz of you okay it's cuz your your all your craziness got got passed down you know, the kids who i always had the most trouble with were the kids whose parents were just they're completely off the rails you know they were just they were they were in their own world and weren't paying attention they see things this way they don't want to even even want to consider that their kid's an asshole. No, and I get it, you probably, if you're a parent, you never want to think of your kid as an asshole, but statistically, even if only 10% of the population's an asshole, you, you probably have one. That's, all, that's a lot of assholes. That's twenty. That's like 30 million assholes running around. Hell, we even have one running for president. Hey! Sorry, I was at a low blow. Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> They're all assholes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I didn't say which one. So, um, that's that's the truth for me for teaching, man. My heart was just not in it, and I had a rally. I was rallying like every couple of days towards the end. Like I was, I had a rally until I just gave up and was like, "Ah, fuck it, let the let the whole thing burn." No, that's not true. I never felt that way, um, not even for a second. Actually, to be completely honest, I never was at a point where I just I wanted to say, "Fuck it, let the world burn, just walk away." No, it always followed me back somehow, and it always is on my mind. Um. So another thing kind of going on in our mind and heart socializing. So I fall into the category of, of an introverted person. I know we've touched on that before. Um, learning how to socialize has definitely been one of my more challenging things. Luckily now we're in a time where it's, it's kind of easy to strike up conversation with people um, about just like a little vapid bullshit. You know, talk about, like I said, sports. That's an easy one. Oh, you're a guy? Well, what sports do you... If, if someone says no sports, I just go... Oh, thank you. Oh, good. What are you into? Because <laughs> odds are I'm into it too <laughs> um so yeah, socializing's been been a challenge. Luckily, social lubricants are available to people over twenty one so that's helped me out a lot. That's how I really kind of got through college. you know, I was in a social fraternity. Um, I won't say which one it is, but it's, it's, it's one of the ones you've, if you've been to college or probably on your campus or have been recently thrown off your campus or about to get thrown off your campus. Um, I gotta see the ASU chapter get thrown off. That was fun. So, uh, um, the socializing thing is like, I'm okay as long as I can kind of, you know, get a beer in me or something, you know, so I can like loosen up a little bit. And it's just, some of it's also just to deal with small talk because I, I'm not a as much into small talk you know I think I do a lot of it because I'm training myself to create small talk but ultimately in the end I, I don't really much like it you know I'm not one of the ones who's just sit there and ramble with somebody about nonsensical topics you know, I think the hard one for me is always this is what's always a handicap with socializing with people oh tell me about your kids that's one I just can't do that's, that's when I want to, when, I, when I feel like I don't want to talk right now. Hey, why don't you tell me about your kids? And I just smile. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. That's great. Just do one of those. Um, that's just real talk guys. It's real talk. Don't take offense to it. It's not that I don't like your kids. It's just their kids. I can't talk with them about anything. I, I can barely talk to adults about things. The teenagers actually, I, I'm able to speak to. I don't I don't know what that's about, but, um, another thing for me, it's a, it's hard for me. It's in, my, it's in my mind. I need to do it more. But it's just not in my heart. And that's reaching out to other people. I, I, it's kind of different from socializing. You know, it's like if I'm doing something in my house, like I probably should just see if somebody else wants to come over and hang out and help out. You know, like that's just one of those things that I have a hard time doing. You know, that's one of the things I think if anything was a big contributor, you know, that I could have listened to my mind over my heart, it was definitely um, doing uh, reaching out to other people for help, you know, which is weird because I, I have no problem offering my help, but having people help me is just something that I, I have a hard time with. Um, in the new job, I, I, I'm purposely trying to reach out for help um, at every corner. I don't know if I'm doing it too much or too little yet. I, I'm, I don't think I'm ever doing it too little, but uh, I'm afraid of doing it too much but uh, it's one of those things that I, I just, you know, part of me always feels like, well, now you owe that person something. And that's not what I I feel in my heart, okay? But the, there's an intellectual part that says, like, well, now you owe that person something. You better get ready to pay up. But that's not how things work, and I know that. And I'm trying to, trying to break that as much as I can. But that's a hard one. You know, I think it goes back to, like, the shit-talking. It's just something that, I was raised in that kind of environment, where you know it's like, well, we do it ourselves, or we hire people to do it, rather than the way it really is, which is like, hey, if I'm, you know, if, I, if we're gonna redo our, we're gonna redo our kitchen, okay? Like, what I should do is not pay them for demo, you know, just just tell them that we yeah we'll have it we'll have it uh, demoed already. Don't worry about it, and then just call a bunch of friends up, come on over with some hammers, let's get let's get some fucking tequila going smash up my fucking kitchen you know like tear that shit down you don't have to be sober to use a fucking power drill I know this from experience so that's one of the things I'm, I'm, that's like an endeavor that's like a like a life goal at this point is to learn how to reach out to others um, <laughs> and then the final one I got on my list here this is gonna be a rough one this could give me some shit from people not that I've gotten any emails from anybody uh, midlife at Bachmusic.net. Voting Democrat, that's one of the ones, in my mind, I know I should be doing it. I know that intellectually right now, that's the only choice. In my heart and in my gut, there's no fucking way I want to vote Democrat. I don't want to see Hillary Clinton be president. And it's not because I don't want to see a female president. It's nothing to do with that. I'd love to see a female president, just not that one. You know, like, the, like Madeleine Albright. That's a woman that could run for president, you know, or um, Elizabeth Warren. Oh God, Elizabeth Warren! What a! That, I was just like everyone makes a big deal. Oh, Bernie sold out. Bernie sold out. Bernie didn't sell out. Bernie's a politician. He, if he sold out, he would be listed as a Democrat. He's not. He's an independent. He's just running in the Democratic Party. Elizabeth Warren. That was the one that broke my heart because she was she was a woman that I you know you could really get behind. And it's like, wow, that's something that I think is good. Here's what the here's what my bottom line with Hillary Clinton is: if you're yelling at your whatever you're listening on, um, major, major, major issues, and those are those those concerns that we all have will make her president because um, we we can't enough of this whole I don't trust her. Like as opposed to who did you trust? You know, I trusted George W. Bush in two thousand, and then. I did not trust George W. Bush by 2004. So my mind is in conflict. Um, the one thing that will that'll break the tie for me right now is my gut, which says no. You know, my gut says no, but I see that there's an opportunity coming up to flip Arizona from a red state to a blue state. And if that opportunity comes, I'm not passing on that shit. So even though I'm talking to everybody about Gary Johnson until I'm blue in the face, um, the bottom line is if I think it's a 50-50 close race between uh, Republican, and Democrat, in our election in Arizona, I am going to make sure I vote for Democrat because I want to see that go that way. That being said, if it looks like there's no chance for her to take the state, then I am voting Gary Johnson because that's where my heart is. My heart is in libertarian values with the exception of a couple things. Uh, that's where I am. So if you're one of those people, never Hillary, great, I understand. I I'm, I feel exactly the same way. Um, if, if you're one of those people that recognizes that Donald Trump is a fucking joke, good. Don't vote for him. Um, you know, if you're one of those people that really will never vote for Hillary Clinton, I, I, I just say, please, please look into the Libertarian Party. Do not vote Republican. Because if you are just against her and not the values that she's running for, that's the person you want to vote for, not Donald Trump. Okay, you you can't tell me he's a better choice than Hillary. You just cannot. The man has never been elected to office, ever. Okay, ever. You can't tell me that that's a qualification. He's no qualifications for president. Being rich is not a good enough. For- anyway, I'll stop there. I'm sure some of you are pissed off, some of you are mad. I say, yeah, but you know, okay, cool, hey, fine. Yeah, you can send me the emails. It's all good. It's all good. You'll never convince me to vote for Trump, ever. Ever, 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 ever. There's no way. There's 0% chance of me voting for him. I'm about 90-10 right now in, in with uh, Gary Johnson versus Hillary. So, And by that I mean 90% Gary, Libertarian Party. He's not going to win. That's okay. It's not about him winning. It's about him setting the Libertarian Party up to be in a position to run a real candidate in 2020. So enough of that not for the politics if you're mad for me I go with my mind as much as I can sometimes my heart wins over but um, I'm very fortunate enough in my life to have things that I actually hit on both things and music is one music is the one man music is in my soul music is everywhere for me um, I love playing I love making it with my hands I love writing it I love doing all the different things I can with music I just love it and everybody loves music too um, I, I just feel that I'm very blessed that I can actually make music, and um, I do it in so many different capacities, whether it's composition, performance, or uh, leading others in the performance of it, or even now, providing them with the tools necessary to make that music. I, I feel like I've been able to, to cover all the bases of, of musical experience now, and uh, I'm, I'm so, so very excited about that. It appeals to me both intellectually because I feel that our society needs art in all of its capacities you know I think it's more important that we have art that questions the status quo than we have actual people that challenge the status quo Um, you can make a much more visceral experience with that you know the horrors of war were so muted until Guarnica look look it up it's a painting so um, yeah music man hell yeah Music is it hits both my it appeals to me intellectually because it is this cultural thing it is this 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 act of creation it also appeals to my heart because it's in my soul. Cooking is my newest one. That's that's been the one that has been taken off for me lately. am um, having this extra time, having extra space in my in my heart, I guess, to to, to let cooking move in. Also, the intellectual need to. You know, start taking control of my food. Um, I've watched way too many, way too many documentaries about food, to uh, go back to the pick up takeout system. Um, I'm trying to do as much as I can to not eat horribly, and really, the only way you can do that for real, true, clean food, controlled calorie counts, all that stuff, is you got to make your own food. And um, I've learned the wonders of seasoning. How to, uh, you know, season a pan properly so that the food actually has taste to it. It's not just like, yay, olive oil and chicken. It's like, no, man, this is like, we got to season this pan up before you put that in. You got to get the juices going on that. So that's been, been my newest, uh, thing. Um, I might just do a whole podcast where I just talk about recipes. I've been thinking about that. It's on my list of stuff to do, which I'm sure you're sick of hearing at this point. But, um, you know, cooking is just such a, wonderful thing. It's it's also a terrifying thing, because I can make cheesecake, and I am a master at making cheesecake. And that's like Superman being able to blow the world up. That's a horrible power to have, because cheesecake is evil, but it's wonderful. I've luckily gotten to the point now where no other cheesecake matches up to mine, in my eyes, and the recipe I use. So, like, the only one that's even close to mine is my father-in-law's, his, I will say, is superior. But um, for me, uh, I feel cheesecake as is a, is a little indulgence. When I get it from another place, it's like, oh, this is an interesting dessert. I think it's cheesecake, but it's not. I've had a couple there close, though. I've had a couple there close. I try every now and then, you know. The, the closest I've gotten was, uh, was a really high-end restaurant out here in Arizona. So um, it's getting close. It's getting close, but it still doesn't compare. Uh but the cooking aspect of life is, is starting to really been fun because I, I now I can come home, I can just make a pork chop and some steamed broccoli and bam, that's done. I don't have to worry about heating up a meal, I don't have to worry about picking up a meal. Like I can just do that and I can do it in about ten to fifteen minutes. That's if I just take my time. There's also a nice like uh calming thing to it. I don't know if this is like monkey brain stuff or what, but uh being able to you know, get over fire and water Make food, you know. It's like primal. I I take a lot of pride in it. It's kind of cool. It's also like one of those skills that's like actually useful in the world. So you know, when the zombies come, boy, do I hope they come. You know, I I I will know how to cook zombie fillet. You know, like that will just be what we do because we you know have to because zombie apocalypse. It's just how shit goes. You know, so that's that's what I like. Something I'm putting a lot more more energy into you know my heart sings when I do it and I kind of go to a nice place a calm place it's very nice podcasting is also one of these things that's that I know intellectually I think is um, I think it's important to do this Um, it's important that I, I put this out there even though it's like nine of you listening like that's cool you know what I can do it and getting ideas out into the universe I think is a really important thing because this gets broadcasted not to get too deep on you guys this gets broadcasted onto the world wide web anybody in the world could listen to this right now you know anybody in the world that can get to that internet can listen to it and that internet gets beamed out into satellites but it goes past those satellites it goes out into space this is gonna exist forever that's so fucking cool you know Millions of years in the future, future generations will find this and listen to it and say, Wow, this is a very interesting glimpse into the psychology of people at that time. I just hope they don't catch some of that YouTube stuff because, man, there was some nasty shit on YouTube. Holy Christ. But, you know, on the hard scale, it's like I love podcasting, I love listening to podcasts. It's my number one thing I consume. You know, I, my new job, I'm on the road a lot and um, I'm just listening to a lot of different podcasts. And I hear a lot of different things, a lot of intellectually stimulating things, some things that are not intellectually stimulating at all. But I think it's great that new media is out there and exists, and we're we're circumventing the old system of, well, you know, because back in the day, I need to have a radio tower to have my own talk st- station. You know, I have to work at a, at a radio or whatever, and it's just it's stupid. I have to even buy a I don't even need to buy anything special for this. I did because, you know, I'm a sound guy and I'm a tech guy and I like this shit. But, you know, I could have just sat there and done it on my phone and just posted it up. And bam, done. That's so awesome. So this has been a big one for me. Uh, you know, another thing that appeals to me both intellectually and, and in my heart, my spirit, is my wife, you know, and I think that might sound like a, like a gimme, but, um, you know, we've been married for 10 years. We've been together for 15. And um, not a lot of people make it that far. You know, I think the majority actually don't. Um, you know, she appeals to me intellectually because we can have great conversations. We're fun. I, I really enjoy being around her. Um, we share a lot of history together, and we've made some wonderful, wonderful memories and uh, ha- have a, a very nice life to show for it, I think. And, um, you know, she she's someone I trust, and that's all the intellectual. And, you know, my heart, it's like I love her. I love her to death. I love that woman. You know she's awesome. I want to be. I want to catch her back every time, and you know I've always got her back. And um, she's one of the only people that I, I I trust to have my back. And I'm just never bored with her because she's you know she's an ADD personality, so it's everything is everywhere, and it's just like ah, so she's kind of hard to keep up with. And uh, the thing that's actually right now, getting to the end of the podcast here, what I wanted to say is. What's appealing to me most right now, my heart and my mind, is my new job. And that's kind of where this whole whole episode has been leaning to, leaning towards, and moving towards is the update on the job. Um, so I'm finishing up my third week uh, tonight. I have a uh, rental, <laughs> actually, but uh, I'm finishing up my third week, uh, and um, I love it. It is the first job that I've started and started doing that. I really just thoroughly enjoy the people I work with, the work I do. There's no real down right now. I mean, except I'm not full-time. I was even, they had me doing all the boring stuff on the computer, and I I, I loved doing it. Like, there's no disconnect right now. Whereas, uh, you know, my last teaching job, I I had a massive disconnect within the first about 15 minutes. (laughs) Which that's not good, um that's bad, actually, okay, so if you're a music teacher out there and uh you have to make that first sound and you're shocked by it, then you're you're in for some trouble, you need to be ready, you need to get yourself braced up for it because uh you know, I definitely was not ready for what I was getting into, and uh because of it, I just was never able to really connect there I never could get my heart into it um, but this job I totally do I totally do uh, part of it's I, I really enjoy the people I work with you know the other reps are awesome boss is great I love work with the boss um, the, uh, the staff that's around the, the you know the, uh, the head secretary or I don't even know what she'd be called me administrative secretary I don't know secretaries are like the unsung heroes of the workforce um, if you're a secretary we, some of us actually do appreciate how hard you guys work and the amount of bullshit you put up with. Um, we have a, a great uh, group of people working in the back room for us doing a warehouse and doing uh, repairs, stuff like that. We're all really nice people. Um, in fact, one of the repair girls that works there has got like these crazy, insane, awesome Star Wars tattoos all over her. She's got like, the Imperial symbol on one elbow and on the other one, the Rebel symbol. Oh, it's just... It's fucking great um, I haven't had a chance to like say hey by the way <laughs> a lifelong Star Wars fan but uh, you know I, I work with some really great people and um, for the first time I can say this with certainty I am NOT working with anybody who is a toxic individual and everywhere I've worked with every single place I've worked with has had toxic individuals in it and I have to keep my distance from them because I end up feeding into it and I end up feeding off of it and I end up going to the dark places and that's where the badness happens. You know, like I'm a, I I adapt to my environment and when I'm in an environment where people are independent and they work hard and they don't sit there and, you know, bitch about stuff. I mean, yeah, we kind of do, but it's more of a shit talk than anything else. You know, there's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. And it's a place where, you know, work ethic is actually appreciated And, um, I haven't worked in one of those maybe ever. Um, and and that's just something that's really nice. Um, my last couple jobs, my last teaching job, especially, you know, I, I dealt with some very toxic people and, uh, they changed me. And that was something that that was just very sad and tragic. But the ones I'm with now are not that way. And because of that, I'm very happy. Um, it's just great. There's no part of it. Like I can understand why some people, the, the road thing could get really, really old. I get it. Uh, but right now it's not. I kind of enjoy being on the road, you know, like being a road warrior out there, driving out to the, the farmlands of eastern Arizona mm-hmm. and uh, doing all these crazy gigs and stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I really do enjoy it. And I like working with, uh, you know, teachers because they need somebody who's going to at least understand that they're in crisis mode all the time if you're, if you're not a teacher but you've got kids in school those teachers are in crisis mode if they're not those are what we call shitty teachers um, they're, they're not the ones that you want to give the big gift to and your kid may like those shitty teachers too by the way um, that's something you should also know uh, kids tend to gravitate towards the shittier teachers than the, actually the really good ones um, because the really good ones are too damn busy um, I My wife my wife might be an exception to that and there are some exceptions out there, but uh, you'd be surprised. A lot of those people that your kids are gravitating towards might not be the best people for them to be spending time with. So that's food for thought there. But all, all teachers, all good ones. If you see a stressed teacher, that means you see somebody who's actually working hard. If you see a teacher who's all smiles hanging around, yeah, awesome. Those guys, they're not great and shit. I've seen it before. I know, I've heard from kids. It's like, oh, yeah, I watched that guy actually uh, do our senior essay. I literally saw stamp, pile, stamp, pile, stamp, pile. Didn't read anything. Wow. Crazy stuff. It's amazing what you get away with after so many years. But we're in that negative zone now. And the positive zone is job. Job's going really well. Um, very happy with it. I going to work really hard to keep this job. They seem to be pretty happy with me so far. And um, we're even kind of getting the... I've gotten some indications at... We're all, we're all go for a continuation of this going into the um, into the rest of the year. So I will give another update a little further down the line about all that. Um, I think we're probably going to do some more of those random you know, uh, stream of thought podcasts coming up. I got a whole bunch of notes from the last couple of weeks that uh, I just haven't had to put up there. So I might consolidate that so I could kind of give you guys something to really grab onto. But uh, other than that, that's it. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And um, please subscribe and feel free to pass it on to somebody who you think might be interested in this. Uh, you can contact us uh, email, midlife at bachmusic.net. That's midlife at bachmusic.net. That's one word, M I D L I F E. You can also find us on Twitter, at midcrisispod, is our Twitter account. Then, my midlife crisis podcast is a Facebook account. So until next time, be the hero of your life, be part of the solution, not part of the problem, and keep live music alive.